Hi, this is the Social Jello with Angelo show. My name's Angelo. I'm a social scientist, surfer, martial artist, and a whole lot of other things. Coming to you live from Kasai City, Japan, the Social Jello with Angelo show. What's up, and welcome to the Social Jello with Angelo podcast Conversations with the Backfist. I'm here. Oh, now I don't even know who I'm here with. See, I thought I was here with George. And George, uh, George, what's your full name, George? What yeah, so mean? My name is Robert Sanders, but George is just a, a nickname I got actually playing high school football. Um, I think I was wearing a Georgetown shirt, and the coach thought that was my name. So he was calling me George T. And uh, it was the first day of school, and everyone thought that was my name. And uh, it's been a nickname ever since. And then uh, I took it with me to Capoeira. All right. So, so people know you as George. And as the title of this podcast is all about Capoeira, um, there's some questions that will come up later. How effective is it? Where the, what's the history behind it? Does it work in MMA? Now, why am I doing this? Earlier, I made a YouTube video because a guest canceled. And whenever a guest does that, I'll make a quick tutorial about someone who asked me. So I had a, I, I do Kaju Kembo for all you Capoeira people watching. Um, Kaju Kembo is a martial art that came out of Hawaii and uh, is now practiced and has derivations like Hawaiian Kempo, uh, people like Chuck Liddell and Tixeria. And some other big people in the UFC practice this type of martial art so i don't come from a capoeira background that's the whole point i'm trying to come at <laughs> i don't come from a capoeira background but in country Kimball, we're very free to do pretty much whatever the fuck we feel like not yeah pretty free like once you get your black belt you have the core curriculum but then um as far as how we approach it how we practice we're allowed to practice and do whatever we want so i had a kaju Kimbo student contact me because i put a quick video on instagram of me doing a jab straight spinning hook kick where I place my hand down for balance for it. And he saw me do this kick and he's like, I really want you to do that. Can you make a tutorial for it? So I made a tutorial for it and I couldn't do this tutorial without mentioning Capoeira because when I first saw it, <laughs> we're really, really going down the rabbit hole here. I saw it in a Jet Li movie called Shaolin. <laughs> That's where I first saw it. And I later, when I was looking for it, this is pre-internet. So there was internet, but it wasn't as good as what is the, I, I saw the term, I'm older than Google on the internet today. <laughs> and so it kind of hit me hard. So yeah, I'm older than Google. Yeah. And a little later in my, in my, in my history and, and kind of reading books, I actually came across Capoeira in a video game. If I have to be really honest about myself, <laughs> Capoeira came was that's uh Tekken. Tekken. Tekken is where Capoeira came up. What the hell is this guy doing? It's Capoeira. So then it came, made me look for books on Capoeira and stuff. So either way, I started doing that kick back then, but then I was like, oh, Capoeira has this kick. They put their hand down. So I, I made the video, called it the Brazilian hook kick, because I didn't know the term for it, and forgot that a good friend of mine, Eric Coleman, who's also a Kajikamo practitioner, also practices Capoeira. And he immediately went into my DMs and started trolling me. <laughs> about how I did it wrong. That's the wrong name with a kick. I think I called it a gancho and it's not a gancho. And he told me the real name, which I can't pronounce right now. I'll let you go into that right now in a second. Yeah. But um, that's how we ended up here. Um, Eric referred me over to George 
And so now we're going to all talk all about capoeira. So I'm going to shut the fuck up. I'm going to hand <laughs> over this. We'll start off with, what's it called? What's that kick called? We'll start with okay, that. Okay, so, well, it could be a different name depending uh, what school you're at. But our school is called Mea Lua, okay. um, which means like half moon. So you can see that circular kick kind of looks like a half moon. Um, but different schools call it different names. But Mea Lua. Uh, and that probably, I mean, that that was a bold video to make because that it's a challenging kick and it takes a long time to to learn that kick. Um, just it's one of the hardest kicks. Um, yeah, but and I I'm not you know since we're gonna later we'll talk about MMA, but that is probably one of uh, you would have to have a lot of practice trying to incorporate that into to MMA or some sort of fighting. Um, but basically, um, so like my journey in Capoeira was, I started in 1995 and I was, I was into music at the time. I was in this West African drumming class, um, in San Jose and, um, it was this girl's senior project and she had a Capoeira show that night. She had some, some people come to her. It was like her senior project. So she was doing all this music. And uh, so that's where I first saw Capoeira. And you know, my roommates had told me about it. They were all um, you know, like into breakdancing and martial arts. But actually one of them used to train with Eric uh, Kajikembo. Um, and these guys, you know, they were just, you know, all into martial arts. So they, they kind of like told me about it beforehand because I was telling them, I was like, there's gonna be a Capoeira group there. And um, <clears throat> that's where I met my teacher. And uh, he happened to be, teaching in my hometown of Berkeley. Um, so that summer when I went home from San Jose, I started training and I didn't really know what I was getting into um, at first. So it was kind of uh, just a nice experience, you know, cause I just, I just thought it was an interesting uh, art form and I really liked the music, <clears throat> excuse me. So I started training that summer and then like a, and Mark, my roommate did too, Marquis. And then like a month later, um, they had this big event at the school. And this is like when I was like very, very new to it. And before this event, we had been watching this movie called Only the Strong, which is, it's a, a good Capoeira movie. I'll send you the link. I'm I'm sure it's on YouTube. It's like, it was at Blockbuster back when there, there was a Blockbuster, like you could rent it on VHS. And, um, and it was uh, just a movie about Capoeira with um, what's the guy's name? John DeCostos. Uh, he's he's like yeah, Mark Mark DeCostos, and he's Mark DeCostos. Sorry, he's, yeah. he's also a Kaji Kempo guy. <laughs> oh yeah, so he was like the star of the movie, um, and then he had some Capoeiristas in the movie with him, um, and these guys lived in like L.A. and some one of them lived in Florida at the time. But that weekend when they had the event, they were all at our school for the event. And so we were just there because um, normally in a capoeira school, you make a circle and um, people are playing music and playing capoeira in the circle. So my roommate and I are sitting there clapping and just looking. We're like, I think that's the guy from the movie, you know, and um, sure enough, it was. And I mean, the stuff that they're doing was just mind blowing. So like we got like this great. Oh, here comes somebody. This great firsthand experience. Oh, there we go. There it is. There it is. Yeah. There it is. Uh, there it is. 
It looks like a hip hop. Yeah, so this it's very um, you know Hollywood style capoeira. Oh, John Claude Van Damme! Holy crap! And then um, oh no, that's not John Claude Van Damme. That's Mark Dacascos. Mark Dacascos had it. That guy looks. The other guy looks like when he was young. I was looking for John Claude Van Damme. So we back then, um, you know, there was no internet, so this was what we studied, you know, to like see moves and stuff. Um, there's probably a highlight at the end. Um, let's see, maybe. Yeah, it's, it's a tra- it's a it's a trailer. <laughs> so anyway, it's, a, it's a trailer. It's, it's a it's like a it's a it's worth watching. Um, but I mean, now with the internet, it's crazy because my group um, is from Rio de Janeiro. And I mean, I see um, videos from the street down there, you know, people playing capoeira. And like it was like in the 90s, it was really hard to even find a DVD or or a video or anything. So it was still pretty, um, it was still pretty new. But um, I'm from the Bay Area. And uh, Capoeira was pretty big here in the 90s, like a lot. There's actually a lot of teachers that came. Um, and now it's even even bigger. Um, but basically, so I started training and uh, I trained for about 15 years. And after about 10 years or so, I well, I was teaching early on. Um, but after about 10 years, I started having my own class but it was under uh, the supervision of uh, Mestre Besola. So Mestre Besola is my teacher and he's a, a native of Rio de Janeiro. And um, he was quite an amazing capoeirista. He's still around. He he's, uh, lives in the Bay Area still, um, but he was an amazing teacher to have. Um, and so where, where I lived in Berkeley, there was a lot of Capoeira schools like Berkeley and Oakland. So there was a really nice scene where you you could go play people from other schools. <clears throat> I think just in our area alone, there was like at least five schools. And it still is that way today. There's um, there's newer, newer teachers and new studios and, um, you know, I'm bringing Capoeira from Brazil to start a studio. I'm sure you know, like starting a studio is a big deal. Like it's super hard financially and to get a spot and have martial arts insurance and all that. So um, our class was at a really simple community center. And uh, yeah, we trained there for for a while. And um, so let's see. So what is Capoeira? So Capoeira is a it's an Afro-Brazilian martial art. Um, it's pretty old. So it, it has a history that's not well-documented because there's a big debate in Capoeira, like did Capoeira come from Africa or did it come from Brazil? And I, I think most people believe that its roots are in Africa and it developed in Brazil. Um, so when the Portuguese brought um, people from the Angola area of Africa over to Brazil, um, they brought with them some of their, you know, their culture. And um, I mean, I, I'm not going to get too far into the history. I'll just tell you, like, like 
pretty much what what you'd see if you came to a Capoeira school. So um, what you'd expect, um, well, let's say a Capoeira circle. So Capoeira is played in a circle. It's called a hoda. And um, at the beginning of the circle, the mouth of the circle, there's instruments. Uh, some of them are hanging behind me. There's a, a tambourine that's called the pandero right here. Um, got a double bell, um, a, a unique instrument called the beating bell. And all these um, instruments play a certain rhythm that's controlled by the beating bell. So the beating bell kind of sets the, the time of the beat. And usually it's a similar beat um, that we're playing to, the rhythm. Um, and then there's singing, and it's in a call and response format. So um, whoever's playing the beating bow leads a song, and the people in the circle respond, and they clap to the rhythm. Um, and then two people would go into the circle. Usually they kneel down in front of the instruments and shake hands. That's kind of like the, the salute. Um, you'd shake hands. When you shake hands, though, you all, as soon as you shake hands, the game begins. And we call it a game, not a fight or a match. It's called a game. So the two people shake hands. There we go. There's the uh, beating bow. And there's the, the drum right there, the atabaki, the pandero. Um, and so you shake hands before you go in. And then um, you do some sort of roll in there, like a cartwheel's a common way to go in. And you you never, even though people like, they can go any direction, but really you're always keeping track of where um, the person you're playing with is at in the circle. Um, the movements, um, I would say the foundation is called Jinga. So Jinga is a move that looks like, <clears throat> a floating horse stance and a front stance. So you you might see it in, in clips and stuff where it looks like they're going side to side. Um, and that's basically like a front stance, horse stance, front stance. Um, and then all your movements come out of that. Um, when you're doing Jenga, you can go to either side. It's not like you have to go right to left. Like you could like wait on one side and come back. So it's kind of like you're 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 still trying to find your opening and your angle. There you go. To bring it, um, you know, back to MMA, like you're still trying to find a good angle um, with your Jenga. And so you can see he's going side to side. Now you don't have to keep going side to side. Sometimes people think like, you have to keep going back and forth, but no, you, there's all these different steps that mix in with the Jenga. Um, and then I would say the, the movements, I would describe them as um, there's high kicks, there's straight kicks and circular kicks. So there we have like a front push kick, it's called a Bensal. Um, roundhouses, we call it Martello. Um, crescent kicks. Um, and then the mealua, the spinning kick, or a high spinning kick, um, where you don't put your hands on the ground. Um, and then there's the floor movements, which are different rolls that you do. Um, so you would you would do like a floor roll. It's called the negachiva. That's when you basically go down, and that would be to escape a kick. And then you'd roll 
out of the way um, and you can throw kicks from the ground. So, and from the ground, there could be straight kicks or circular kicks as well. And then I would say the third aspect of the game is uh, like a gym gymnastics types moves. So like a cartwheel or a handstand, um, back flips, back handsprings, um, like hand spins. Um, you don't necessarily have to do all the fancy moves because you like in videos you'll see people doing doing back flips and back handsprings, but really you don't you don't have to do all that. <clears throat> it is it is a part of it. It does make it exciting, but um, it's not necessarily a requirement to have a good capoeira game. Um, so. From the sounds of it, I guess my first question, because I come from a different system and a lot of people that listen to this, I guess, I don't know, I have, let's just say I come from a system of, of belts. Is there like a belt system of some kind in Capoeira? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Here, so right behind me here, these are some of my old belts. Um, they're, they're like ropes. It's called the cord, Capoeira cord. Um, my current belt is a blue cord. Um, but it starts, in our school, it starts green, and then you mix green and yellow, uh, yellow, yellow and blue. And then blue is, in our school, is like a graduated student. And then after that is when you start getting into the, the mestre belts. So before a mestre, it's called contramestre, and that's all three. These are the colors of the Brazilian flag. So um, in our school, it would be uh, green, yellow, and blue. And then your mestre belts are mixed with white. So um, like green and white is first, like the first level mestre. Then after about 10 years, yellow and white. Then after 10 more years, blue and white. And then finally white. But um, different Capoeira schools, most of them use a system similar to this, but some other schools use um, different colors too, like, uh, like red, purple, brown, orange. Um, and then some schools don't even use belts. So it kind of depends uh, where you're training. Is Capoeira Brazil's official martial art? Well, I mean, jiu-jitsu probably, you know, Brazilian jiu-jitsu. I don't even know if they, ha I don't know if they have an official martial art, but, de but definitely like um, the two most popular ones would probably be jiu-jitsu and uh, capoeira. Um, and now, like, if you go down there now, everyone cross trains, like the guys do both a lot of the time. And they mix in other stuff too, like boxing. I mean, it's, you know, ever since UFC exploded, you know, there's a lot of cross training going on. Um, but there's people from our group that definitely uh, teach or like take jujitsu or teach jujitsu or teach boxing. Um, so there's, there's a lot of cross training. Yeah, because I was gonna say when I when I look up if I Google Brazil's official martial art, um, it's like the first one that comes up. And and and, okay. and histor historically, I'm not a, I'm not a historian here. But I am gonna say that um, I was listening to a, a Brazilian Jiu Jitsu podcast with uh, Stefan Kesting, and he was interviewing uh, his uh, his historian who wrote a thesis on Gracie Jiu Jitsu, and what he was saying was that at one point in Brazil. They had one of those like uh, 
carnival catch wrestling type of matches between a Brazilian guy, a Capoeira player, and a Jiu-Jitsu player. And uh, I guess Jiu-Jitsu wasn't on its game that day, and he, the guy got kicked. And they were like, they they had this match supposedly to, to figure out what's going to be like the okay. official. Uh, they said they they taunted it as official. I don't know if it's official or not, but um, he was saying this match did kind of springboard Capoeira into the main light because there was a lot of key politicians there at that event, and they still look back at that as one of the reasons Brazilian Jiu Jitsu didn't become as popular sooner. Because right, but like I said earlier, when you think about Brazilian Jiu Jitsu's history, it really did not become popular in the martial arts world till UFC won, but it was around way before that. And now past all that, it's a lot more popular because of, because of the UFC really. So like why this whole time before that, if I thought about a Brazilian martial art, it, I wouldn't be thinking, like I said, I'm, I'm older than Google. I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't be thinking Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. I would actually be thinking of what up until yeah. later in my life. <laughs> well, it's definitely distinctly Brazilian, you know, that's its its birthplace. And it's funny, I think I actually have heard a story similar from my teacher about uh like the got a uh, jujitsu and capoeira fighting together and, and he like he told me a funny story too. I'm not gonna really go into it, but um but I do remember hearing something like that. Um, you know, one night like after capoeira class you <laughs> you don't go home you stay and just keep talking and and that's what's great about it um but uh yeah capoeira is uniquely brazilian that's for sure and so now with that being said we kind of you know it's not that's uh that's, I'm, I'm trying to say that not official unofficial we're we're, we're, we're avoiding these words because anybody who's and i always I said this earlier i'm not a martial arts historian there are people that know much more about this than I do. But um, just surface value, as of right now, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu worldwide recognized, like off the bat. Um, I can grab people that have very minimal knowledge in martial arts, and if I start asking about, talking about the martial arts, they'll immediately bring up Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Um, mostly because of how it's, its effectiveness in, in MMA and, and the UFC using that as a, well, actually it's the other way around. The UFC didn't use that to make um, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu famous. The Bra Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu used the UFC to make themselves famous. Cause that's actually, that's history. I, I'm not an official yeah. historian, but uh, that's easy history. Uh, UFC one was put together by the Gracies to pretty much showcase Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. That, that was their, that was their main goal. Um, it was their debut, if you will. It was their world debut in the U.S. They were around before that doing stuff in Japan, but in the U.S., that was the world debut. So really, historically speaking, people always get that confused. Like, oh, they used, you know, the UFC, you know, it was because of that, but it's actually the way around. It was The UFC was created to showcase business jiu-jitsu and later evolved out of that and see what it is now, a giant franchise moment. Um, so... That being said, modern day now, in MMA, how is Capoeira working its way in? But before you answer that question, movie magic, <laughs> Eric Coleman has come here to join us. 
What's up, man? He is he is materialized in this show. Popped in. As I mentioned earlier, Eric was the one who referred me over to George. Um, I already talked about how he trolled me, so that's already <laughs> we got that all the way. And um, you're talking about the uh, the the Puerto Rican uh, hook kick, the Puerto Rican hook kick. Yeah, <laughs> I have to retitle that video from Brazilian hook kick to the Puerto Rican hook kick. <laughs> so, all right, man, what's up, man? What's up, George? How you doing? I need oh, Pretty good, man. I'm doing good. Yeah, good, good, good. I, I was just training a little capoeira yesterday too in my garage here. I, you know, I uh, I do like fifteen minutes, maybe like three times a week, just to keep the joints going. You know, because it is that's, that's about fifteen minutes more than what I do. So you, yeah, you got me beat. So um, what are you guys talking about? Oh, so, me so so yeah, we George, we just uh, we just asked, um, where is capoeira now in modern day MMA, and then um. I'm just gonna let George go go on on this one. He had, he had some stuff he was saying. Yeah. So um, I saw first I saw Conor McGregor a while back trying to work on uh, the male Lua, the Puerto Rican hook kick. The, uh, <laughs> the <laughs> okay for real for real the male Lua. He was trying to do the spinning. Uh, it's like a spinning heel kick. I would describe it as you hit you hit with your heel. I've been hit in the head with one of those too by a guy who was six five and dang, he, man, he rocked me. Was it it didn't feel good. It wasn't no. That you're like you're bigger than six five. I already know that. So, yeah, this was Russell. But um, anyway, uh, McGregor was like trying to train it for a while, and I, I guess my criticism of that was that he was training with uh, this guy from Israel. I, ideal portal or something like that who was kind of like a movement guy and i just was puzzled because i you know i thought connor was like ufc so i thought he'd go down to brazil because there's all these shots of him in brazil and i was like he's down there go to a capoeira school you know and train with someone and there's there's guys in rio too that uh, i think he was in rio that already are doing like you know mixing in capoeira and mma um so but like I saw that video and he yeah. did a horrible jingle. Yeah. <laughs> and, oh, there it is. <laughs> and I mean, the other criticism, I mean, respect to Conor McGregor, but the other uh, criticism was that that's such a hard kick to just try and throw in. I mean, I would, I would only consider that if, if I did Capoeira, like he would need to learn Capoeira and, or anyone really, I think would need to learn capoeira to to actually use it in MMA. Like it's such a hard kick to just try and uh, throw in there because when you do the kick, you already know where you're vulnerable and like how you need to recover from it after you do it, um, and where you can go after because you learn all that in capoeira, like what your next move is going to be or how to escape a counterattack that's going to come after you throw that kick um i think okay oh, go, go one thing real quick what you just said made i think that in a lot of martial arts capoeira is probably the hardest one to make it's it's the hardest one i think to make work in terms of 
of understanding body mechanics. But once you get the body mechanics down, like, I, I don't know if we had this conversation before, um, but once you get the body mechanics down and once I understood the body mechanics of it, because like when I started Capoeira, I was already a black belt, right? And I already knew some, like how to throw kicks. Um, I was a black belt and I was also tie fighting at the time. So I was already like, wasn't scared to get hit, wasn't scared to throw a kick or anything. But I didn't understand the the movements. I remember, George, when we were in, we would, we would go into the, the gym at uh, San Jose State uh, we were always trying to understand and get an understanding of like the conversation that was supposed to be happening. That was that was that was how we were trying to understand it. Was that there was a, a actual conversation and the actual circles and how those circles work. So once we started to break that down, it became a lot more um, easy for us to 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 play and to not try and like take each other's heads off because mm -hmm. i remember Benzola, uh the the biggest thing he would tell me he would ask me if i was getting ready for a fight before we play Capoeira, and he was he would be like are you getting ready for a fight because if you are oh, i don't wow. want to play right now <laughs> <laughs> you get too aggressive so i'm like okay well you know stop kicking me so <laughs> but yeah that um people would ask me like while i was fighting like if Capoeira was was reasonable for a fight, and I would tell them anything is reasonable for a fight if you know what you're doing and know how to how to use it. If you just started two days ago and you're trying to, you're not gonna, you know, you're not gonna do a au in the middle of a <laughs> in the middle of a fight. Au is the handstand like Conor McGregor just did and had his head. I mean, was facing the wrong direction. You're not gonna do that in the middle of a fight. That's not like that's an escape or that's something, you know? So with, with all things, you need to take it with a grain of salt and be like, Oh, okay, this is, this is, this is this part. And this is that part and understand, understand violence. And, you know, uh, Angelo, like in, in, in sparring or anything or in jujitsu or anything like that, you, if you were trying to do something and you just started, just imagine uh, a white belt in jujitsu going out picking fights and saying oh jiu-jitsu doesn't work right and so I mean, like if someone <laughs> if, if, to easily break this down no matter how good someone may have now even a wrestler come from a wrestling background no matter how much natural ability you do trying to learn the triangle choke and everybody wants to learn it i want to right. learn the triangle choke on that first day you are not gonna learn the triangle yeah. choke. You can spend 30 minutes, an hour, two hours with a very good instructor, much better than me, and you still will not be able to do the triangle right. choke. Even against another white belt, it's just not going to happen. So yeah, yeah. And and I think that's the I think that's the thing with MMA too. Even if those people are like really good or whatever, it's it's like all the MMA stuff that I've ever seen somebody do capoeira, they'll do like two jingas and then they <laughs> throw a kick and then they'll go back to something. So it, I think incorporating it is is one thing, but actually doing like consistently doing unless you're Latif, <laughs> like I've seen Latif beat some people down. So you would have to be that good to be like, oh, I'm going to use specifically just capoeira in in a fight. So.
Well, and yeah, and I mean, so let's maybe I'll just explain some of the weapons of Capoeira that we haven't really talked about yet, too. So the sweeps are one thing that are really effective in Capoeira that people underestimate. Um, sweeps, elbows, and headbutts are kind of like the real weapons. Um, the kicks are a lot of times setups for the sweeps. Like um, there's a lot of trickery involved too in the game. So uh, trying to get the person off balance, um, and that's where like the mealua comes in. You you have their head over here, and then you throw the mealua so it catches them like when they're ducking the wrong way, like they'll duck right into it or something. Um, so there's a lot of off balance, but um, I think the sweeps are probably like some of the best um, weapons in Capoeira. The the Benzau kick, uh, push kick, obviously that's a great one um, in, a, in a roundhouse. Um, and again, roundhouse, they will try and use it like to get the person, um, you know, and going the wrong direction and catch them um, or do a sweep and a roundhouse. Um, that's a great Capoeira combo. It's like you do a sweep on their, like one of their planting legs. And as they're slipping, you crack them with a, a roundhouse. So it's kind of like they fall one way and they get knocked back the other way. Um, a lot of misdirection. Um, and as far as Mealua, I don't know what, tell me what you think of this, Eric. I think Mealua is a good counterattack move that you would like throw from the back leg. So like a, you could catch someone at the wrong angle, possibly, um, to throw a mealua. Like I like to throw it. I would say after like a straight kick, I'll put my kick in and pull it out. And as the person's coming in, throw the mealua. I always um, thought it was most effective as uh, uh, as an escape. Yeah. So like, yeah, because your head just disappears. Yeah. So you're just getting away from even if you were falling away from a kick, and then. So again, when I when I started to understand capoeira is when I started to realize that it was all body mechanics. And you're you you any martial arts any martial arts that you've been in, and Angela, you can kind of attest to this, is that you might throw something one way, and then the next school, the next style will throw something, just a slight variation of that same thing, and and, and call it one thing or another but it's all like your 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 legs only go one way and everybody's legs only go one way that guy just he just yeah. didn't know what to do there <laughs> well see on that one i've seen and a lot of the clips i see online it's the second one that gets them you know they yeah. think get a, they, they don't realize good. there's one in the that can just they they'll just like spin all day you know it could be three <laughs> um and I think, so, like, so timing, timing is a good uh, thing that you learn in Capoeira with the Jenga, because um, the Jenga is not just side to side. It's like you can go back, you can come in, you can, like, switch like you do in Muay Thai, you know, like a switch stance. There's all these different ways that you can mix up the Jenga. Um, so um, I remember our teacher, Mestre Besol, was always talking about like being on the line where you can hit them and they can't hit you. Um, and it's funny because I, then I heard that later on when I started doing Wing Chun. And I was like, oh, I've heard this before. Um, but just doing it upside down, doing cartwheels and stuff, you know. So um, 
Shapa is another good kick, which is basically it's like Mealua, but instead of hitting with the heel, it's it's a push kick. It's a it's a back kick. That's what it is, basically. Yeah, and I've been lifted off baseball lifted me off the ground on that one. I, I felt the power. That thing, that is a strong kick. I ran into one of those. So I mean, all these kicks and all these kicks, all these things are all existent in martial arts already. Like they are all the like I said, everything that we do in Kajikimova is quick kick wise. There's a lot of kicks that are just there and the same thing. So, I mean, right, side kick. So <clears throat> we do a crescent kick and they, they call it, um, what do they call it, crescent kick? Can't even think oh, of the name. Armada Inversa. Um, um, yeah, uh, Armada. Hook kick, Escalon. Yeah. So <clears throat> it's, 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 once you realize that, then, then it becomes, how do I make this work and how do I make this sing? And how do I make, how do we have this conversation? Like we would always talk about. Um, and the conversation like in Capoeira, like when you um, play in Capoeira and the Hoda, you don't like there's deception. And then there is, there is trying to go after somebody. And there is also just kind of playing around and, saying I could have kicked you but I don't want to kick you that kind of thing and and once like when I came into it I was coming from Kajikimbo and we you know we are let's go let's fight <laughs> I'm gonna hit you and you gonna hit me and we're gonna see who's 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 who and who's what and, and that wasn't necessarily the case with with Capoeira it was more of a it was a game and it was it was more of like the cultural aspect of it of of we're not here to you know try and knock each other's blocks off but i will say that besola our our instructor used to stop class <laughs> like we would be in the middle of, of doing like uh these these sequences and he would look at me and all of a sudden just jump on me and <laughs> be like I'm going to fight you right now because I was the biggest person in that classroom. And, uh, he was, he was like from the streets of Rio. And what's the, what's the be rough and double with everybody, but he couldn't do it with, with all the, the little dainty people that were, were in the class. So I was cool with that though. Cause it was, I was like, this is in my wheelhouse. We could do this all day. And so it was, <laughs> you, I don't even know if you were there then George, cause that was in Palo Alto. Oh, I, um, I remember hearing about it, but um, <laughs> I, was, I was at some of those classes, but I, I think I remember you told me, it's like, yeah, me and Basola, we were wrestling for like 30 minutes. Right. And, yeah. Oh, That's wait. Class just looking like... you, wait, who got kicked through the door? That was Did... me. <laughs> <laughs> that was, so that story. I was not there. No, you weren't there for that one. No. So we were, we were, we were playing, we were in the whole that. And this was probably a year into me playing Capoeira. And like I said, at the time, I was a black belt already. I had already fought like several tie fights. And <clears throat> I was being a little timid because, you know, it was still, I was still kind of trying to figure out everything. And uh, speaking of that shopper, it was a shopper that did it. He, oh, he went down and 
hit uh, hit me with a shopper, which is basically almost like a back kick on on the ground with your hands on the ground. And so he kicked me through these double doors. And just imagine it was like a scene from a movie. He kicked me through these double doors, and it was like dark in the room. And he hurt my pride. And oh. I was like, <laughs> I was like, nope, you're not about to just do me like this. So I went out. Like, I got kicked out doing the jingle. I came back in with a tie stand, and he tried to do something. I stepped back, and I leg-kicked him as hard as I possibly could. I was like, you're not about to. We not. We, we are not going to do this. I was like, okay, okay. I'm going to show you. you. You've been doing Capoeira your entire life. I'm going to show you what I know. So and that's after that was when he was like, are you fighting? Are you getting ready for a fight? Because I don't want to fight you. Know? <laughs> so, wow. so that was, that was, yeah, that was interesting. I was like, mm-hmm. you might know Capoeira, but I'm not defenseless up here. So we going to see, we going to see. And I mean, that's just one of many stories. I mean, he, he, um, like one time there's a this this is a crazy kick it's like a front flip but a kick it's like a a cartwheel and you I, I don't know how to explain it but it's like a cartwheel and you flip and it's like an axe kick down like an yeah like an axe kick and i saw him catch this dude who was 65 like 250 right in the back of his head and like he was just out you know that quick and and then <laughs> we just dragged him out of the circle by his like wrists and he just like was laying on the side for a minute i mean he just needed a minute but dang he could he could fly across the circle like that so he could like it was like a distance kick he could just flip and time it so he'd land right the right time um and he had a lot of control too so he had this move like if you there's so many like subtle lessons uh, I was doing my jingle with my mouth open because I was tired. And he had, he would do this thing. It was so nasty where he'd kick, but he'd just put his toe in your mouth. So you get like dirt or like floor dirt and stuff and uh, go off choking. And um, I mean, and it was just to like mess with you in a friendly way, but like your mouth's wide open. And he had that much Never control that he could do it. You we, did that, we, that? Would, we, we would really be fighting if that happened. <laughs> Oh, but God, you know, put your toe up about. It's not gonna happen today. No. Oh man, that's a violation. <laughs> I well, cannot. I, I got hit with the. It's called Mayo Luigi Composo, the flip kick. I got yeah. hit in the kidney with that. Ugh. And um, that definitely sent me out of the circle. I never been hit like that before. I never had a kidney shot. That was my first kidney shot, and it was a heel to the kidney. And I tried to do that move on him one day and he blocked me and dislocated my shoulder. So it it was getting rowdy at the Capoeira school. And, and I think actually that's kind of an interesting thing. Capoeira comes from Brazil where it's like kind of like no rules to, you know, a like trying to make your studio here in California where there's insurance and, you know, he used to have this funny thing he'd say, he's like, did you sign the waiver? You know, um, <laughs> but um, I will say, though, I I learned a lot by, um, you know, playing with him and the way he would do it is uh, at the end of each class, there's a circle. So you do drills the whole class and stretch out 
And then at the end, there's a circle and we'd all play each other and stuff. And he'd be the last one to play. And he would play every single person in the class in a row. And he'd start like from the beginners and work his way up to the green chords and the green and yellow. And so each game was heating up like as he went higher up the ranks. So then like when he got to like the blue chords, it was, he was like revved up and uh, man, just had some really good games. Some hard lessons, some definitely, uh, I mean, I will say my, like when I went to Brazil, I went to other Capoeira schools and I didn't have any problems. So before we wrap up, what would you guys recommend to anyone who's looking into maybe getting into Capoeira? Um, either for, we'll, we'll, we'll do a kind of a two-part question. The kind of person who casually wants to do martial arts, office worker, and maybe the kind of person who's a fighter, who's thinking, who's like you said earlier, you kind of hinted towards this earlier, but uh, maybe you can recap it again. Um, if you're a guy like uh, Conor McGregor, you're, you already, you're already fighting and you kind of want to look at, you're trying to look at a different style like Capoeira to incorporate something that maybe your opponent wouldn't see coming or you know, wouldn't anticipate because it's kind of, it's, an, it's, uh, I don't want to say it's obscure because it's not obscure in my opinion, but unorthodox. In, not unorthodox. There's a good one. It's an, an, an unorthodox person. What would you recommend to someone like that? Well, I think that there are benefits to everything. Um, and the more that you know, the more that more dangerous you are. Um, I talked about Latif Croder. He used to go to Capoeira de San Jose and we hung out and we used to work together. And he always wanted me to train him and or he always, he asked me a few times to help him with his Thai boxing, Muay Thai. And so um never actually got the chance to do it, but the fact that he was so dope in Capoeira and wanted like this additional, you know, this additional understanding, um, it fit right in with you know, our Kaji Kimball upbringing, where it's like, go find out what works, come back and and teach everybody and show us like what, what is going to actually do the damage. Um, so I think that having that vocabulary is essentially very important, um, especially with just in Capoeira specifically, the escapes and not just the escapes but the unorthodox way in which you can generate power that you might not necessarily understand if you hadn't played capoeira so like doing a shapa and knowing that if you're on the ground you can like if you're trying to get away from somebody you know you can do a a, a negativa and still generate some power somewhere and negativa is just like a duck kind of thing or um or like like George was saying, the sweeps. Um, those all those things are just you know words in the words in your book. And so if you can if you can you know figure out how to create a sentence, I might like I said with with Basola, I came out with tie box and he didn't really have an answer for it, right? And so, but if I had to try like trying to do the capoeira with him, it was like no, this this dude's been doing this his whole life. He's not, I'm not about to. Like, I'm not about to get the best of him. But if I switch it up and be like, okay, he don't know what to do with a leg kick. He don't know how to check a leg kick. And, he, you know what I'm saying? So 
all those things makes you a well-rounded fighter and it makes you makes you um much more much more mentally prepared and and much more confident in what you can do and as far as those people that are trying to be um the casual person i think is a couple of what is a great it's great for exercise it's great for like the spirit because you everybody's in there is all happy and and singing and clapping and all that stuff and it's it's a fun time and it's very addictive. Like it's really addicting to get in there and you learn to play the instruments, you learn the culture. It's not just, it's, it's an art form and it's not just an art form in terms of a martial art. It's a, it's an art form in lots of different ways. So if you are that type of person that's, that wants to be expressive um, or wants to be in shape or wants to have fun, you know, you're you're singing songs and clapping and and playing and getting exercise and learning how to fight. It's you know, it's a win win for me. Yeah, and I mean it. I think cup what it does take it takes some time to get good at it. At first, there's a steep learning curve at first, just because physically, it's so challenging. But um, and we and I also wanted to say we didn't get to talk too much about the music, but that is one of the most important parts. Like Eric was saying, that gives you the energy, and I mean your heart gets going, and I mean the adrenaline gets pumping, and it's fun, and it lifts your spirits, and and everyone adds to it in that circle. But um, back to your question, I think basically you know any basic Capoeira school that you could come across would be great. Um, Eric and I were lucky to catch like Mestre Basola when we did it, you know, in that time when he was, um, you know, teaching, um, cause he doesn't teach as much anymore. Um, but there are lots of schools and there's always like a young energetic teacher, um, out there, um, pat, push, pushing it on to the next generation. Um, so in the Bay Area now, there's like there's a lot of circles that happen in Oakland at Lake Merritt and um, at different places. And they even have like like kind of like no uniform Capoeira because people get too serious with their schools like they used to at least are too kind of egotistical. So it's kind of like leave just come like in your regular clothes and uh, they have that now. Uh, but I would I would just say, you know, anywhere really, because it's not everywhere. It's hard to access. Um, and the beginning vocabulary is pretty similar from place to place. I mean, there are different styles. I would say just like you would at a Kajikambo school, you know, go visit, watch the class, see if you like it, um, and go from there. Um, it it does take some time though to get the flow, and it is interesting to think about because uh, I didn't really do many martial arts before I did Capoeira, like you know like a semester of Taekwondo or something like that. So I didn't have, I wasn't seeing all the. Don't hold that against you. No, thank you, thank you. <laughs> I won't hold. Uh, so I I wasn't seeing all the openings. Like Marquis was like you know blasting me because he couldn't he couldn't hold back his kicks. You know, he was also uh, he was he he uh, trained with me at uh, Stellar's and we all went to college together. That's how we kind of knew each other. So so Marquis was also, I think, a brown belt at the time, I think. 
somewhere around there. I think I'm pretty sure it was a brown belt. And and uh, and like there was guys in Berkeley that did other martial arts too, so they would see the. It was hard for them to hold back when they'd see that opening, because um, there's part of it is you do need to get your flow on, but but you still need to be doing moves that are making people move and that are meaning something. Um, and so a lot of people who do capoeira aren't necessarily into it for the martial art, I don't think, at, at least at first. Um, and then you you kind of develop more of an interest for that as it as it goes on. Um, so yeah, I would just say like wherever, like go to your local spot if there's one close to you and check it out. I just saw a capoeira school in India, which was amazing. I was like, wow, that's that's pretty crazy. Well, yeah, and our, so our group, uh, like when we first started, it was just Bay Area, and now um, like Capoeira Bezoro and Capoeira Narahari are uh, in like L.A., Hawaii, Japan. There's a there's a teacher in Japan, Emika Contramestre Emika. I don't know what her Capoeira name is. Um, there's Massachusetts, and this is just our school. Like, there's tons of schools. Like I know there's a bunch in Texas, right, Eric? Uh, yeah, there's two I think here in Austin, um, but I haven't been any because my shoulder was just jacked up. Did you tell them about your name? <laughs> oh yeah, well I haven't finished with that. So well, we figured it out. Like he, my name wasn't George. So in in Capoeira, you do get a nickname. Um, our school wasn't like big big on nicknames but my first nickname was Menchita because I lied about my name so I got like you know a, a nickname like that that there one was a couple people with big names yeah uh, yeah there yeah well no what was yours you had like the what was yours yeah you mine was Garuda which was because he was a Hare Krishna and I always felt a little cheated because I wanted like a Brazilian nickname so whenever I would go to like a different couple of school they'd be like oh what's your name? they were like what does that mean I was like yeah, and then yeah I had to go through the explanation of like who gave it to me and, and what 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 all it was but the funniest one to me was Superman because oh, that was the best <laughs> that was so Superman was this uh, nerdy guy who wore glasses. And I swear, if you looked up a picture in the dictionary of, of nerd, it would be a picture of Superman. And he he like, he was so uncoordinated and it was just, and Basola called him that because he was like, I bet you if he took off his glasses, he would turn into Superman. <laughs> he, he's so, uh, he's so, so off-putting in, in how, how uncoordinated he was so that was the most hilarious that was the best name ever i felt like well there were some other good ones too there was um this this guy from palo alto they called bill gates i thought that was a hilarious one too um that <laughs> um but but we didn't we didn't really use as we didn't really have as many nicknames like other schools like eric was saying um like portuguese nicknames like a like it, and uh, I mean, our teacher's name is Master Besola, which kind of means like Master Big Lip, or uh, Master um, Sardinia, which is sardine, or Master Batata, which is potato. Um, so there's different different nicknames. Mine was always George, so you know, um, Manchito was like my first little nickname, but it didn't. I, I don't know, it didn't stick. Um, 
Because I had George, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> well, um, it sounds like you lucked out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, after all, the, after all, the, all, the, all the options you just showed me, I, I think George is a... Uh, yeah, that's not bad. <laughs> you want to be called Big Lip? <laughs> I don't know, Mentiras, that's hard. Because I understand that in Spanish. Everywhere yeah. you go, it's a, it's, it's a liar. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, <laughs> so he actually said, uh, our teacher said one time, he's like, yeah, we don't do nicknames too much because sometimes people get a bad nickname and they're just stuck with it forever. You know, so... Um, we did, but he was like, it. But you, but you, you will be mentira, yeah. Because <laughs> he's like, He was reading my checks. I wrote Robert Sanders when I paid for classes, so my first certificate, he's like, Robert Sanders, and like everyone's like looking around, like, Who's that? and I'm like, Right here. <laughs> After I told everyone my name was George, so so then everyone's like, right, We should just go back to mentira, we don't know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, but that, and that's kind of, to me, that's kind of how Capoeira is like, oh, okay, well, I'll tell you this. Like, so, um, when we used to sign the checks, like to pay them to pay for the class, I'd be like, okay, Basil, who do I make the check out to? And then he'd tell me his name and I, I'd be like, who's, who's Ronaldo? And he'd be like, oh, that's my boss, you know, and it, it was him. <laughs> So there's always there's always little trickery happening here and there, and that's part of it too. You know that's what makes it fun. Well, um, I want to thank uh, George. Tita, <laughs> 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 go, go George, go George. Take Ventina for coming out, and thank Eric for also coming out and uh, breaking that down all about Capoeira. Um, I may or may not. Um, do another episode with another stylist later uh, at the future in, in the future may or may, may not but for now uh, hopefully anybody who listened to this got an idea of what Capoeira can be all about and some, some history and some modern day applications to it catch y'all next time thank you <laughs>